Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your weekend has been amazing and productive or relaxing, whichever you needed it to be. It's actually a Tuesday. Um, Bexley is really, really sick right now, and so I couldn't get the podcast episode up this weekend or get it ready to go live on Monday. So I'm sorry. I'm a day late, guys. Uh, But the holidays have officially entered the chat, and I'm really excited about it. I know everyone usually dreads the holidays, but my goal this year is to continue to help you learn how to navigate holidays while enjoying your life, your body, and your food. It's a big focus for me inside Sheetrician especially. I've been planning brand new training topics for our weekly coaching sessions that I know they're going to love and find incredibly helpful. And also planning some amazing uh, podcast episodes for you guys. So today on the pod, I wanted to talk about something I feel is a big struggle for many women, and that's emotional eating. And I'm actually working on a pretty in-depth emotional eating series inside Sheetrician for our core trainings uh, because this is one of the biggest things I constantly coach around inside the membership. And it's something I put a lot of thoughtfulness behind when I am doing any type of coaching around emotionally eating because I know how I used to trigger myself to emotionally eat all the time. And so I really approach this topic with so much empathy and care and mindful tips that actually help and move the needle when it comes to not emotionally eating as much. And when it comes to weight loss, emotional eating plays such a big part of it because sometimes it's the vessel to weight gain in the first place. This is why I put such a huge emphasis on mindset and mental health and coping habits inside Sheetrician and here on the podcast because they truly do influence so much of weight loss, like the biggest piece of the puzzle. Hitting your weight loss goals takes more than YouTube workouts and a meal plan you found on, you know, like the internet. We have to really begin to realize and take into account that what's happening inside influences nearly everything. And sometimes women have trouble deciding or being able to decipher, is this emotional eating? Or like, am I just eating out of habit? Am I just bored? So today we're going to talk about some of the telltale red flags that you, my dear, are emotionally eating. I'm going to help you get self-aware to two of the biggest signs and help you really be able to pinpoint if it's something that is affecting you. I talk a lot about how self-awareness is key to transforming any part of your life, getting aware and present to the fact that this habit or this coping mechanism or this thought that is present is affecting you because when you're aware of it, you can change it. And not like the awareness of the habit you're necessarily doing, but the underlying reason for the habit. That's what we have to get self-aware of. What's happening beneath the surface that's driving the action, in this case, what's driving emotional eating. Most of the time, we're fully aware that we're emotionally eating right, especially after the fact, but are completely unaware of the real reason that's driving or triggering it in the first place. So that is what to 
today's episode is for. Now, there are lots of other reasons that emotional eating could be happening. And so if you want a part two, leave me a quick review and let your girl know. I also will go in depth to all of the reasons and how to spot your red flags to an impending um, emotional eating session, tried and true speed bumps to put in place for them, and how not to trigger yourself to emotionally eat inside the new series inside Cheatrition that releases this month. So if that is something you're wanting to learn a little bit more about, I would love to have you, boo. Um, something that I really do love around this time of year in Cheatrition, you know, on Instagram, there's a lot of panic around the holidays and parties and emotional eating and, and like how to be social and still hit your weight loss goals and, you know, how to not do the um, New Year's reset, how to really go into the new year already achieving your goals and hitting your milestones so that you're really just building momentum at the start of the year. Um, and so it's always different from like Instagram and inside Nutrition. Everyone in Nutrition is excited. <laughs> They're like ready. And then on Instagram, a lot of meltdowns are happening. So I hope you guys come into Nutrition, see that your holiday season can really truly not be so stressful that you can actually learn how to enjoy your food Eat the food that you want to eat, you know, that you sometimes only get to eat around this time of year and still hit your weight loss goals or at the very least maintain your weight and not do a lot of emotional binging the entire season long so that when you get to the top of the year, you know, you feel like shit. So I hope to have you in nutrition. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. All right. So sign numero uno that you could be emotionally eating is number one, feeling an intense urge to eat, even though you're not hungry whatsoever. Now, this one is a doozy. And it's the one of the more obvious signs that you're emotionally eating. So I'm going to play out a really simple example. You just got in from a long day of work, you sit down to eat dinner, about three fourths of the way done, you realize you're full. But you feel almost compelled to finish your entire plate. And so you do. Afterwards, you feel a little too full, uncomfortable, slightly icky, but you still want something sweet. <laughs> so you go to your fridge, pull out an ice cream bar and start eating it. A few bites in, you realize you're stuffed, but it tastes so good and you can't waste this. So you finish it. Your night is then filled with guilt planning a crazy workout for the next day to burn off the calories you just ate and scrolling Instagram fitness pages, feeling sorry for yourself and the body that you're in. Only to finish your night, vegged out in front of the TV or scrolling TikTok until you physically cannot keep your eyes open any longer. Does this sound familiar? Like, are you like Chantel? Where the fuck did you put the cameras in my house? <laughs> Outside of some minor details, I can almost bet that if you're listening to this episode, if the title of the podcast resonated with you to some degree, that you've had a variation of a night like this many times. I know I have for sure. Maybe for you, this has happened a few times this week already. That logical thought that happens that's like, okay, I need to stop. I know I'm full. I'm aware that I'm not hungry, but I literally cannot stop eating. So usually what's happening here is almost always a belief system issue that needs to shift. Maybe it's the belief that leaving food on your plate is wasteful 
maybe it's the belief that food is so good and you have to eat it all right now because you're not going to get an opportunity to eat this again later. Maybe it's the belief that you're not supposed to have this food. So it feels much more appealing. You feel more of a compulsion to eat it because you're eating something you usually can't have. But it's almost always something you believe to be true about your food that's driving the need or the urge to keep eating. So something I want you to do is to think back to the last time you emotionally ate or you finished your plate when you just were not hungry. And I want you to take a step back. And if you had to guess what was the reason you did it and I was stressed or I was sad is a cop out. Okay, (laughs) give me the thought that popped in your head right before you took the bite you knew you were too full for. And when you have that thought or what you think that thought could be, I just want you to dissect it. In phase one of the program, we talk about new and old beliefs. And so once you have this belief, no matter how small and insignificant it may feel, I want you to dissect it and pick it apart as if it was on trial. Is this belief true? It's not, great, and why not? Feed that logical, rational part of your brain so that your emotions lose just a little bit of the control. And then once you've picked apart that belief, I want you to create a boundary from it. Okay, so if the belief is that I have to eat all of this right now because it tastes so good and I can't eat this later, whether you're doing that with like salmon and broccoli or like Burger King, create a boundary that says, I can eat whatever I want when I'm hungry or when I'm hungry, I'll eat this or finish this later. This boundary won't always be upheld, but just like with overeating and placing our speed bump in place, you're giving yourself the opportunity and the space to make a different decision. And even if that doesn't happen every single time, that is where growth happens because you're allowing another decision to take place, the possibility of another decision to take place. And sometimes that sounds really simple, but I actually think that overcomplicating the steps to stop emotionally eating, to stop overeating, to make more consistent progress with weight loss, overcomplicating it is what makes it so difficult. But when you dial it back, you make it simple and you allow yourself to say, you know what, I'm not going to uphold this boundary every single time. But if I give myself a couple seconds to remind myself of my affirmation, in this case, it's I can eat what I want. I just have to be hungry for it. So I'm going to eat this later or when I'm hungry, I will finish this. Right. Allowing yourself to place that boundary in place and then you decide whether or not you want to uphold the boundary is incredible progress. We often think that we will go from, you know, emotionally eating every single night to like, never doing it again. And it doesn't work like that with anything. I don't care what it is, riding a bike, you started a new job, um, you started a new hobby, you started working out at the gym. It sucks at first. You're not good at it at first. These are skills that you're learning. And so you have to remember to practice them and to get better at them over time. Okay. So sign number two that you're emotionally eating is wanting a very, very, very specific thing at either certain times of the day or in certain situations. So think I'm watching my favorite show after a long day and I really can't enjoy it if I'm not eating something or, you know, I can't really relax 
unless I have some wine or I can't really unwind and enjoy my weekend if I'm not eating from this specific restaurant or dining out a lot. What's almost always happening here is part belief, yes, but mostly a coping habit mechanism issue. Sometimes when women have a hard time just being and existing without distracting themselves with food, it's to avoid something. Maybe this is thoughts or thinking about something specific. Maybe it's to distract yourself from the day you had or even avoidance of the day you had. If you had to sit there and not eat while watching your favorite show, what is the worst that can happen? And literally ask yourself that right now if that is something that, you know, comes up for you a lot. What happens? Do you somehow not enjoy the show as much? Okay, why? Do you find yourself obsessed with the idea of getting up and getting something to eat? Okay, why? Ask, ask, ask. You will be so surprised of what answers come up. The same for boredom eating. So I once had a member send in an SOS for a plateau. And when I asked her, you know, like what's been happening? Give me a rundown. If you had a guess, what's got you stuck? You know, what, let's work through that. What, what, what's your guess? And I always ask them first because, you know, you know your life way better than me. You know your habits way better than I do. You know your hiding places better. And so while on the science front, I got you and I can really help you uncover the mindset tools and the strategies to get to the bottom of some of those issues. I know why you aren't losing weight, but you know the driver, right? You know the reason that's fueling the, um, the weight loss plateau. Anyway, so she said, you know, I'm just bored during my work days. So I'm just eating to make a very long story and coaching session short. <laughs> after talking and getting past the surface level excuse, I'm bored, so I'm eating. We uncovered that the reason she was bored and what was really driving the emotion to want to eat was because she was feeling really unfulfilled at work. She didn't like her task and was feeling a little burned out emotionally. So to pass the time faster she ate. It was a really nice distraction. And what made eating so convenient is that she was working from home. So hopping up and running to the pantry took just a few seconds. Now, we can't go around and, you know, quit all of our jobs because we're feeling unfulfilled, even though I'm like, she, why not? You got one life. <laughs> but in her case, placing a better coping mechanism in place for the boredom was a better solution. So what she actually did is she bought a really cool adult coloring book. So she was like the creative artsy type, which would make sense that she was feeling bored in like a corporate work from home job. And so during her little five minute windows or periods of time where like maybe she was between a call or waiting for a meeting or like whatever, instead of running to the pantry and grabbing a snack, she'd color a new piece of her coloring page that week. So you didn't do the entire page, but maybe she just did like a leg or like an eye or like, you know, a piece of a tree. A few weeks later, we touched a base like we always do in Sheetrician. And she shared that she hadn't emotionally eaten since, which was huge for her because it was something she was really struggling with since she started working at home. So for you, if you feel like you can't really enjoy your show without eating something, is that true? Or maybe do you want some comfort or some companionship so you're finding that in food? So what would go in place of the food that would actually help you cope better? What would actually make you feel better? Because food's not going to do it. If anything, it's going to make you feel good in the moment and worse after. 
So maybe cuddling with your dog or your cat while you're watching your show or sitting in the room with your partner while you're watching, even though he's doing something else. Maybe you could get your mom or your sister into the show and you're texting back and forth um, while you're watching the new episode. Put a better coping mechanism in place. I also call this a speed bump. And if you've listened to the podcast or your inside nutrition, you know all about what a speed bump is. It's essentially, again, putting something else in place of the habit you're trying to break in order to give yourself a chance to make another decision. Just like how we talked earlier, every single time, you're not always going to make the better decision. But allowing yourself the opportunity to make a different decision is where progress happens. And so again, if that means, you know, you only emotionally ate four times that week when you would have done like 12, that's progress. That's huge. And you allow yourself to continue to practice putting your speed bump in place, putting a better coping habit in place, asking the question, what's really going on here? dissecting those thoughts, dissecting those beliefs, and giving yourself a chance to grow. When it comes to emotionally eating, it's really important to know that the eating is just the result of the need not being met or a belief system that's being fueled. It's the outcome of something that you're feeling inside. That's why it's called emotional eating. And so you have to really Do a little bit of work, a little self-awareness work to see what the emotion is. Because when you do the work to see what is the thought or what is the emotion, you can put something better in place, something that's actually helpful. And most times, if you just take a step back and give yourself a microsecond to even think about making a different decision, whether that's distracting yourself in the moment moving to a different room or putting your speed bump in place, you'll find that you get better at spotting your personal red flags when an emotional eating session is on the horizon or even being able to divert in the moment to give yourself just a few more minutes. When I was struggling with my emotional eating um, during the pandemic, it was from boredom, right? And you know what solved it? It was really simple. It was just putting a hobby in place, you know? Um, getting in tune and doing something else. And it's really ironic because the hobby was cooking. I wanted to get better at cooking. I wanted to really learn how to combine spices and, and marinades and how to sear things to perfection and, you know, how to bake things perfectly, which is ironic because you're like, Chantel, the, the hobby that you put in place of the emotional eating was cooking. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> It was. It made me feel really fulfilled. And so when it came down to sitting down to eat, not only was I eating more consistently, so I wasn't like ravenous and having these highs and lows with my hunger all day. And so I was actually overeating less. But when I sat down to eat, I didn't feel that compulsion to finish my entire plate to overeat or the urge to keep eating because I was feeling fulfilled putting a meal together being in awe of it when I sat down, taking pictures of it. And it's so funny now because like, even when I look back at my pandemic cooking, it was terrible. <laughs> so bad. Um, But I was really proud of the product. And so I never felt the urge to just keep eating. So your homework this week is the next time you're feeling that urge or that emotional driver, or even if you're having a bad day and you know that typically your bad days in an emotional eating session I want you to think of me, my voice in your head, and ask what's really going on here, right? What is the emotion? Okay, great. Once you've got that emotion nailed, 
What's the thought that's fueling this emotion? What are you thinking about right now? What's overwhelming you right now? And put your speed bump or coping habit in place. Or dissect that thought, dissect that belief, put it on trial and see if it's true or not. Feed that rational, logical side of you and see if that helps. Now, again, there are a lots of signs of overeating and reasons and a lot of other ways to um, stop an emotional eating session or to get aware to emotional eating session and inside nutrition, I will dive even deeper. So I'm excited for that to release later this month. But if you want a part two to this episode, just let your girl know you got you, boo. And I'd love to hear from you inside the reviews, you know, if you're feeling generous today or even over there on Instagram. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.